In the bonus room, we wrap up our conversation by talking about times that Mari and Mal felt satisfied with their playing, and we end with a look towards the future. How about a time when you played something and it just resonated, just clicked, you're like, yes, this is awesome. I love this music. Okay, okay, I got one. A couple days before one of my lessons with Joe in January, I was in Boston with my friend who goes to Boston Conservatory. And it was like a Saturday or Sunday, so we were in the big recital hall, you know, and there's no one in there. And I was playing my excerpts for him. And I think it was Mahler. It was a really good hall, though, like solid wood, you know. Um, so I sounded a lot better than I actually am in there. And I played Mahler something for him, and he was like, Mal, I can hear you in the orchestra, is what he said to me. And, and that was just like really nice. You know, speaking of Joe, I remember, you know, I mentioned this group, the Summit Brass, that, that we played with, and, and it was a great group. The trombone section was Joe Alessi, principal in, in New York, and then the principal in L.A., principal in San Francisco, and the bass trombone from uh, St. Louis. Um, and we did this piece of mind called the octet for, brass octet for four trumpets and four trombones. And in the second movement, there's a chord cluster that the notes sort of fade away, and finally there's just one F at a, at a piano volume in the first trombone of one of the choirs that holds on, and then I think some other instruments come come in. And so, and Joe Alessi had that note, and we played that many, many times. The 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 group had recorded it and would played it on tour, and so it's just you know another, it was a Sunday afternoon, so like not a big deal concert or something like that, and so we're playing, and this part comes up, and Joe has this note, and I remember thinking to myself. That is the most beautiful, that is the most pure note I have heard in my life. I mean, to this day still, I think that was unbelievable. And then we got into the third moment, and the the end piece ends really loud and fast and everything like that. And by the end of the piece, I had forgotten about it. But then during intermission, Ray Mace come, came up to me and he said, Did you hear that note that Joe played? And so it must have, there must have been something really, really special. Because every night he played it great, but there was that one night it was just, I've never heard a note that pure. So Mario, did you ever have something where you thought, boy, this time I did it, I really connected? Probably. It's difficult to remember. Sometimes the lessons with Klaus, I, I can feel that I'm playing well and that he's such a great teacher. And then I can remember, oh, this is how I really want to play. And this is how my sound is in my head. Yeah. But Klaus Klaus has said that about you. Klaus Schubert has said that about you when we've talked, that there have been times during lessons when you played that it's just incredibly great and really, really beautiful. Yeah, I think you need to think about those times too. <laughs> so we, we can end maybe by talking about what what your goals are, where you'd like to be, um, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Do you have, do you have specific goals or you just that you'd like to be playing professionally in an orchestra or Mal maybe is interested in, in jazz or what's good for you guys? Mari, do you have an idea of where you'd like to be? I would really like to play in orchestra. In, in Norway or anywhere? That's difficult to say. Of course, it would be nice to be playing in Norway, but it's not... A lot of orchestras is Norway either, so difficult to say. Yeah, but playing in an orchestra. Mal, how about you? I like orchestra also, and I love orchestra playing. You know, it's some of my favorite rep. And also, yes, I do love jazz. Um, I think that that probably comes more naturally to me, but it's considerably more difficult to make a living. And especially because I don't know anyone in New York, you know, aside from a handful of folks at Juilliard, um, professors and students, you know, that I can count on one hand, you know, I don't have a network 
there. And studying with Joe was going to help me gain access to a larger network of folks that have also studied with him and, and people at that school that are going to help set me up with opportunities after I graduate with my master's of things in New York City you know, maybe like Maria Schneider's group, that would be super fun to sub for or something like that. Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra with Wynton Marsalis, you know, obviously something like that would be super cool. I love Europe so much. Going over there would be a lot of fun to work and live and play in a pro group. So um, it kind of depends on what opportunities happen when I'm at that stage of, you know, finishing up my master's, um, what kind of auditions I should start taking and things like that. Yeah, man. I'll basically take whatever I can get. And and are you go, you going to Juilliard on for for both a jazz and orchestral studies degree, or how does that work? Um, no, they don't offer a double major, which you know is kind of too bad. Because if they did, then you know I totally would. Two years of really intense fundamental work with Joe was going to help my playing in a number of ways, jazz and classical, and I just can't wait to get started. Well, wow, that's great. When do you actually, when does school start for you? In September? Yeah, I think beginning of September, maybe like very end of August 29th or 30th or something like that. Yeah, I'm just counting down the seconds, man. I'm so excited. Yeah, that's great. Well, I think we've, we've pretty much covered everything. Eddie, some, anything you'd like to say? No, except stop being so negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually quite interesting because both of you are doing really well. Um, and you've overcome some some big obstacles, you know. Sometimes I guess that's that's what it is. Is the the people that at times maybe tend to be more self critical are the people that actually move forward more, and people who think, hey, they're doing great, maybe they're just not working quite as hard as they need to. There's something that um, our jazz professor here at Idaho State says a lot that if you're frustrated, that's actually a good sign. You know, you don't want to beat yourself up, but being frustrated is an indication that you care about what you're doing. That if you're frustrated about how you did it, you know, it sends you back into the practice room so you can work harder. But then finding that balance of, yeah, wanting it and going for it, but then still being positive, having that positive self-talk, you know, it's easier to, to develop when you have that positive momentum behind you. I think I, I've been trying to teach myself that too for years and it doesn't, you know, I'm not there yet either. I think it's just kind of the default for a lot of musicians that care a lot. Yeah. I think we all work on that. And, and like I said, you know, if you make a mistake, you're, you're making a mistake, not in a room alone, but you're making it in front of two or 3000 people. Usually if you're playing in an orchestra. So, and that's never fun. Except when you're playing and you go for the high note and then you go too high. That is glorious. That's when you stand up and say that, that was mine. You hear that? Woo. <laughs> and you clap for yourself. That never happened to me. <laughs> when I was in when I was in high school, I played in the you know first trumpet in our dance band, and I <clears throat> there was one piece where I oh I think I had to, I forget if I had to go in front of the band to solo or if I had a solo at the end or something, but it ended on a high D, and I couldn't for some reason I couldn't quite get up there, and I just ended on the seventh. And I was really depressed. And, and the band director said, wow, that was so great. You ended on a major seventh. <laughs> but it's just because I couldn't get to the no, top. That was a great note. color, man. It sounded great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it bounces back and you hear and like, oh, yep, that was it. That was me. Hi, everybody. Yeah, that's oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mari and Mal, thank you so much for this uh, talk. It was really fun talking to the both of you guys and getting some of your insights in, into where you are in your careers. 
Yes, well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Big fan of the podcast. You know, I listen to all the episodes. Oh, great. So, so I am. Good. Okay, well, have a nice evening. I guess it might be day for some people who are listening to this, but have a nice evening, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. 